Take me home. Oh, country country road. road. Hey, is it Danchik? Yes. Okay. Why does that name is that a famous name? Somebody's famous is called Danchik. Like an athlete of some sort. Yeah. Okay, sure. Is, I I don't know. That the name sounds I'm vaguely familiar. I'm with you. There is somebody that has that name. I'm not for sure exactly who. It's probably hockey. It <laughs> sounds like a hockey name. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All consonants, no vowels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Okay. Yeah. I got to figure out what's going on because this is really, really upsetting. Because figure it out after. I know. After. But- after. Or about about one thirty. But yeah, that I would did, be even better. I yeah. did. I fired it up and everything was perfectly fine. And I was talking to Leo. I mean, I was you good. Kind of blurry though. Maybe 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 you should change the type of wood you use to fire it up. Well, yeah, maybe I should go to an oak probably than uh, <laughs> instead of a pine. That <laughs> pine is dirtier too. That's so true. Gonna clog, gonna clog your shit up. Right, a lot of creosote. Yeah, you done messed up, AA Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Uh-oh. hey, hey. Hello. Look at this. What's going on, guys? Howdy. Sorry that this. Sorry, I'm just gonna apologize for my face. Oh yeah. Well, you can't change that, bro. I know. That's why I'm sorry. It's <laughs> I don't have enough money. We need to get paid more. You know, got to work harder. I, I like it. It's like, are you like back in like the the dungeon, like back where the where they keep you? It looks like this is Huggies this at a bar. Is, so, yeah. So this is my man room because I'm married. This is where I have been relegated. I'm in a closet. Yeah, it's his man closet, really. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing is there's guns in here. The The downside is I have to lock myself in here for it to be quiet. So, And then yeah. Huggies at a bar. I mean, I'm just, I'm 100% optimistic that Huggies absolutely at that bar. Here, we'll make it good. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't have a drink? Now I feel like a failure. <laughs> It's okay to be a failure. There you go. Right, we'll bring you all. Yeah, okay, he wins. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I'm with you. This, 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 is, this is homebrew. There you, legitimately oh. the only person without a beverage right now. It's <laughs> sad. <laughs> I think Mine is homebrew too, but it has caffeine. Oh, okay. Well, mine has a little bit of caffeine in it. Coke. But, you know. Watering it down, huh? Yeah, just a little, bit. just a little bit, just a little bit. You gotta drink your shine straight. I do have some of that. Trust me, I do. Well, have- that's what this is. This is my homebrew shine. Oh, I got, wow. I got my own. I got my own still and everything. Oh well, we might have to borrow the Dan Check brand. <laughs> you know, I was trying to actually. Funny enough, I know we have other stuff to do, but I actually I was thinking that somebody just said the same thing, and so I have the old stuff that we did from the Happy Little Alphas. With Bob Ross on it, and just thinking about making the stickers for the lids. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Branding. You let me, you let me know, and I will definitely uh, be there. 
everyone seems to want my and it's actually a really good shine actually i had some uh, i got a guy that my uh, my new neighbor lives up the road and he's like he's like oh yeah we get shine all the time blah 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 and he's like he's like holy shit this is good i could get this like 200 a gallon i was like hmm he's like it'll fund the building in the range <laughs> see but see it's, it's different when you have somebody that makes it like right down the street because it tastes so much better when he comes at a shorter distance you know sasha's like yup <laughs> agreed yeah well i also i take it i actually take 14 days to ferment my my mash oh that's good that's good that's good yeah so what's all this oh oh what happened here <laughs> that, that was an interesting view <laughs> um, I know that wasn't me, so I don't know who touched the computer. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Figured as much. <laughs> I feel like, can I raise my hand, please? <laughs> you have something to say? If you do it, I can't do it here, but Huggy, if you do it just right, you should be able to block Dave. Right, you see? Because I... of your giant mitts. <laughs> I don't know. There, oh, almost there. Oh, almost oh, there. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, but it won't let me go over. Oh, oh no, won't do it. No, oh, well. So, so cool. So, like, so what do we do? We're just going to hang out and chat and figure this out. We got your questions. What are we doing? So, how's this all work? Yeah, we're about to start it right now. Welcome to episode 13 of the Shooters. Wow, the Casual Shooters podcast. <laughs> uh, you've got your, t your usual hosts, myself, Leo, and Chris, and we have two guests on today that we're going to interview. Um, and I will let them introduce themselves. So if you guys would introduce yourselves real quick. That would be you, Mike, and Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Sasha, and my nickname's The Monster. And I'm Mike Danchek, and I'm the dad. I'm the father of the monster. <laughs> the creator. dad. <laughs> the proud moniker right there. I created a monster. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have to start off with a kind of a you know a, a disclosure here is I cannot um, control what she says I can't control any of your hurt feelings <laughs> um, or anything else that'll make you feel bad about yourself or the fish you may shoot so or the guns you may carry so I can't fix any of that um, you know so I just thought I'd start off with that parental advisory for the parents <laughs> to feel bad about themselves and he raised me. <laughs> Totally fine. We're, we're all married, so we're used to being downgraded by women. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with the territory. All right. Well, there you go. So. Well, I mean, I, I guess the biggest thing to start off with is how did you earn the name Monster? Yes. Well, like when I was a little kid, my dad had nicknames for all of us, like all my siblings and I, because it would be the three of us, we'd be the animals. And then my brother was the machine, my sister was the beast, and I was the monster. And so he used that name to kind of keep my like full name and my like real name off the internet. And so like it kind of keeps it more safe. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a bunch of creepy people on the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and True. so I think that part of that, that I think that uh, kids at too young of an age, they get their name out there, exposure, stuff like that. So we even ran under a monocurm, you know what I mean? And, uh, and like a pseudonym for many, many years. 
um, where they couldn't even find us. You know what I mean? Where it was just about, you know, getting her out there, getting her name, and then kind of protecting her identity until she got old enough, which is wow. still, we can control it now, right? Um, because the kind of way things have changed, but at least she's a lot older. She's not nine and 10 years old and stuff out there like that. So you couldn't search her. Um, so they would always pop up as the monster. So that's, that's sort of why we did that. Um, but it also fits your character. If you guys have, if you guys already have experienced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that makes yeah. sense. I've seen her shoot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, she it can shoot. I, uh, I will honestly tell you, I have bragged about you, Sasha, so many times to so many people, uh, telling them how I've had the experience to watch you shoot and how amazing you are and how young you are. And it just blows my mind of how amazing and how fast and how accurate you are. So I've actually uh, put your name out there quite a bit, um, telling people that they need to be watching you when you shoot because you are just an amazing shooter. Thank you. Oh, no. And plus, it makes me, I'm like, man, am I really that old? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, enthusiastically. So, Sasha, how old are you? I'm 13. And how old are your siblings? Um. Well, my sister's 15. My brother's 17. So, you're the youngest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they shoot? Um, my brother used to shoot, but then um, he kind of fell out of interest and started doing percussion instead. Okay. All it right. Became a little, it became a little drummer boy, huh? <laughs> well, it's not just drums. I actually, if uh, you see over here, we have a we have a vibraphone, a full size vibraphone, sitting in our house. That's about you know what is that six and a half feet long that he uses for uh, marching band. Okay, very good. Because he's in the pit wow. marching. So yeah. he doesn't like actually march. He like is up in the front. Okay, very good. The mosh pit? <laughs> I mean, he would fit there, but um, I can't necessarily okay. say that he is there. But yeah, no, they're, they're in the pit section of stuff like that. So he's, uh, okay. he's very... Um, actually, all three of the kids are very, very talented uh, with it. They, they, they take after their mother. Um like that and so they have uh so they all have their passion so my son was percussion he started shooting he, sh he was shooting at nine and then took a little bit of break came back and shot with us and then sasha that's when sasha got interested at, at uh, eight i think yeah. um is when she started and then he was shooting a revolver with me she started picking up at uh with like 22 22 rimfire um all that other stuff and then he kind of went his own way to back to his percussion um, that's really what he's focused on over the years. And then uh, our her older sister's in the Junior Olympic program for gymnastics. So she's homeschooled. Wow. She's in the gym five hours, six hours a day. She's there now. Um, and so she's homeschooled. She's got uh, it's a pretty cool program, actually. She's uh, in high school, but also at, enrolled in college at the same time. So she's dual enrolled. So when she gets out of high school, she'll have her associates and her diploma at the same time. Wow. Good and then you have the monster. Yeah. And then there's me. So. <laughs> uh, very matter of fact, uh, you know, and then there's me who's nationally ranked shooter, no big deal. Right. So you just, like, you wake the up in the morning the and you make excellent humans is what you do. Uh, well, I, like I said, they take after my wife. I'm just, I just get to show up for about, you know, a minute and a half. And, um, you know, that, that's the point, right? There you go. Still coming out a winner. <laughs> 
Um, no, I think it's, um, and I, this is for Sasha and stuff, but I, I think that the biggest part uh, for my wife and I, uh, which has been part of it, is that they have to find something they're passionate about and they have to strive for that. So whether it's shooting, gymnastics, percussion, um, it's all about discipline. It's about character building. It's about doing all that other stuff and driving them to, to learn to succeed, but more importantly, learn to fail. Um, and, you know, going into this stuff and we, Sasha and I were just talking about that today, right? Um, not letting getting stuff get in her head, you know, letting stuff, you know, make her nervous. Um, they all learn about risk management. They learn about how to operate. Um, so whether it's this sport or anything else, it's, it's really about the mental capacity and the skill building for their kids. And that's all we want is something them to be passionate about. I don't necessarily care what it is. I will put some, you know, certain things around that one, but, uh, it's far more about what are they passionate about? Um, and how do we drive to that? Because too many kids today don't understand what it is to to really suck and fail at something that you love and still do it and then go back after it to go back after it to go back after it until you are, you know, doing this stuff. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I like I love the no quit attitude coming from a former athlete myself. Uh, you know, it's always you, you keep fighting, you keep fighting, you don't give up. You know, you just keep on digging and digging and digging. You know, you will reach that, you know, that brass brass ring one time or another. But, you know, you mm -hmm. just got to keep digging. So I, I like that attitude and keep that attitude up. That's a very good attitude. So my question is, what's it like in school? You know, do people like realize that you are a national really ranked young lady? You know, um. Well, my history sixth grade class definitely knows because oh, it had all about me. Um, <laughs> and I actually once got called down to the principals in I think my first year of middle school. And um, he actually wanted to learn more about shooting and stuff like that. And so it was me with a couple other people um, who shot. And so we like talked to for a little bit about like shooting. And um, it was kind of nice because it was good to know that there's other people, like adults, who are also on your side. That's well, awesome. Well, because you can talk about shooting in school and not get in trouble. Like, <laughs> you can't really do that in too many places nowadays, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. They've been very, very supportive uh, from the schools uh, with it, which has actually been pretty interesting. Uh, you know, being out here, so we're not as, um, I guess the answer would be more rural. So that, that's sort of the deal. And then also kind of uh, prepping it has also been important. So even back to when she was in third grade uh, and she first started, you know, I, I had a, did, at the teacher's conference, I made it a very interesting point to make it sure that she should expect conversations around shooting in her classroom because that's something that my daughter does. Because it was like when I first started, so I was obviously like really excited about like it being like my first match and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So... Uh, we tend to like to try to stay out in front of issues or challenges before they show up. And so we kind of like, hey, here's that line in the sand or here's that opportunity. So we start the dialogue before there's something that they don't understand. And we've actually had some challenges or some questions around that. Um, and so they've come to us before any, anything else is major. So they know certain stuff about that. And so and Sasha's a great advocate for the sport, even in her school. We had um, a call from the guy, uh, the dean, about some questions around one of her avatars. Um, for it because she had a picture for it at Nationals. And so um, we just talked through it and their stance was as long as it wasn't um, negative, or breaking the law, distracting, anything like that, um, you know, then they were okay with it. And so they went through that whole process. So I think it depends on the communities you're in um, and support those teachers in the schools. 
So I think was was interesting. I think what was your rea reaction to if it was distracting? Um. <laughs> oh well, which one? I had About your well, whatever. Oh well, so one of my reactions was that if it was distracting, because like it was before like the um the like election and stuff like okay. that, and so it was like if this if my like picture machine is distracting, then how come like the like campaigns for like the Biden and Trump aren't? Because it didn't really make sense because like people like um. Actually, in my science class, this was like after um, the incident, but it was still like during the election thing. People actually got in a fight in like um, the chat about it, and so um, it was like, like how is how am I distracting if they're like stirring it up? You know, gotcha. okay. It's Very a double smart. standard, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, so on that on that line, I guess what what do you like? What is it for? Sorry, this is kind of a weird question, but um, since you have this platform, you know that hopefully some somebody's going to listen to. What would you say to somebody? Because you do seem like somebody who's a very well spoken advocate for the sport. So, what do you say to somebody who's your age, or obviously you talk to people that are older than you about it? Uh, what do you say to to people who want to get into the sport? Or have an interest in it about, you know, like how how do you promote the sport? Like, what do you say to people? Um, like, how do they look to you as somebody who's so young and yet so accomplished to to be like, hey, you're somebody I could maybe look up to or can use as a guide to get me into this? Yeah, well, I mean, like, if it was like someone who like we knew, it would be like, how can we hook you up with a gear? Because like we want to help, we want to make. Like we want to make it the best experience for you and like sometimes like if you might not want to stay with it like some people my age might like fall out of it because like we're still trying to find our thing but like it's a really fun sport it's like a great community and i think you'll have really fun like whether um like there's always people who are willing to help you out if you ever need help so it's kind of a it's a really big, fun community, so it's not like negative or anything like that, you know. His so, dog agrees with you. Yeah. Look at that. Smart. Yeah, <laughs> smart dog. So here's here's a question for you: How do you do you enjoy the traveling aspect of the show? And where have you, or where's the furthest you have traveled to to compete? I think the farthest I've traveled was Utah for um, nationals. Oh, wait, did it move? I don't know. Dave went somewhere. And moved that <laughs> I, he's, he's got three Great Danes, so he's dealing with um, oh. they're boisterous. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to your favorite oh, place. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, like the traveling part is really, really fun. I mean, like you do get to spend a lot of time in the car, but that does not mean like that it's boring. It's definitely very crazy at sometimes it's <laughs> mm. like um trying to find a good example oh wait yeah i don't know it's, did you drive to you drove all the way to utah no we flew which was probably one of the most fun experiences because it was my first time flying on a plane since i was like a baby so i was like really 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 excited um because i was i was like <laughs> Because I remember once um, my dad told me to calm down because I was like so excited. And he, 
because it wasn't supposed to be a fun experience because we were in the airport and it's supposed to be like long and tedious but I was just like so excited to like get on the plane and like see so many things it was just a lot of fun all right yeah that, I bet you that was exciting and and especially you know like you said it's been a while since you traveled probably since you were a baby so knowing that you were of, of age to understand things and uh to appreciate things you were like wow this is pretty cool so i love flying myself too yeah. I, I love yeah, it. It, was, it it was you know and, and the thing is it was our first time traveling and flying with guns uh-huh. um so so when she says that it's supposed to be this it's because i absolutely stressed out about dropping you know two open custom open guns in a box the first thing you do, walk up to the counter, excuse me, I'm here to just clear a firearm. They're like, well, sir, can you take it out? Like, hold on a second. Um, you want me to take, unlock the box with the guns in it, take them out to show them to you at the airport? You're not going to get me killed today, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and then walk around with it. So I was definitely, uh, I, I don't necessarily like to fly to begin with. I don't have a problem on the plane. It's just the process of getting there. So you know, she was having a ball and makes a lot. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, going back to what Leo said as well, you know, or just talking about the advocate for the sport is keeping it as fun um, has been the biggest thing is if there's one thing I appreciate, I think you guys have all had a chance to shoot with Sasha is that she, she's still having fun yeah. as serious as she does. It's still, we're out there enjoying the sport for what it is. It's not totally timid out and, you know, running around here and, and, and overly taking yourself seriously um, you know, which is still, you know, kind of building that community around it and making a shoot. So she, you know, she, she keeps it a lot of fun and kind of the travel with that and, and makes it this one. And I tell you from a, from a dad standpoint, uh, from traveling, it's, um, you know, I get her stuck in a car with me. So she's had an opportunity. <laughs> that's, that's such a good face. Yeah. <laughs> um, great dad. <laughs> yep. yep. And so, you know, we get to go and explore on food and Donkey um, Mexican with him and then stay in the car with him. <laughs> Check. <laughs> uh, right under the bus. <laughs> but, 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 uh, <laughs> and I was worried about your guys' heels, let alone mine. Uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, we get to explore all that and spend that time and you know sharing like books that uh, you know we're doing on tape or reading you know what i mean and doing some of that stuff and seeing sites and you know going through we, we you know we were dry, we're driving back and forth to talladega and that was that a really was really fun. nice job going through because you know that's where uh cmp is i think it's where we're shooting yeah. and all all the nationals are there next year we're already speaking of mexican food there's a really good mexican food place that we went to down there yeah. oh what's it called no idea mexican <laughs> place. okay it's not a, a good Mexican place, not, not a, a sponsor. sponsor, not a sponsor, but yeah, if you go, go to that place. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was next to the Hilton yeah, in between the Walmart, um, right by yeah. the Played Again Sports. Yeah. Okay. Everyone so- now has directions to that Mexican restaurant <laughs> that is not a sponsor. That's correct. You can triangulate it. There are three different places he mentioned. <laughs> Right. There was another place that's also in Talladega that, uh, you know, is it was a steak shop. It was a steak place um, gallivanting around like a diner. So, um, you know, it was like diner food steak. But, you know, whatever, Talladega, it's beautiful there. Food. You know, the range is just amazing. But, yeah, anyway, the drive's there, getting the time on there, um, spending that stuff, staying awake. You know, we get up at 2 a.m. and just drive straight through for 12 hours together. Um, so there's a lot of that as well. 
Yeah. That, that's that's awesome. I love, like you stated, the passion that she has, and, I, and she also says she enjoys it. We were fortunate enough to see the Williams sisters shoot when we were at uh, Nationals for production, and uh, it was actually really interesting to watch them shoot because it was almost like watching you because it was like, oh, my God, they're just like her. The, the passion, the fun, the enjoyment that they were having while they were in shooting, you know, but it was funny because once they stepped up to the line and got on the line and, you know, the range officer said, shooter, make it ready. It was like that whole demeanor changed. And it was like, game on, it's time to go to work. And then once they were done and everything, the, it was like the face changed and it was like, huh, okay, had a good time. Now let's go have a <laughs> you know? yep. And I, and I see that, I see that with you also, because when I, when we shoot up at Shadowhawk, and I see you up there, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, when you get up on the line, that game face comes on. And then once you're done and you're up back off the line, you're like, ah, yeah, okay, I'm relaxed. So I love yeah. that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, yeah. I mean, it kind of, it's just like there's a time to take things seriously. Oops, I just gave it. And then there's the time to, um, you know, like have fun. And, I mean, like if you take too much time, Seriously, it obviously won't be as much fun. And like the whole like reason we're like hanging out is to have fun. Right. But sometimes you want to make sure that the fun doesn't get mixed in with the seriousness. So well, well, well said. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, occasionally we have a problem with that here and being serious, so our bad. Yeah. So now go ahead, Dave. Before we, we get something. too deep into this, what What's your primary division that you shoot? Open. Now, is that 38 Super Comp? Nine millimeter. Oh, so nine it's nine millimeter. millimeter. Okay. And what gun are you shooting? Uh, Razor Cat. I have, it's a limb cat. Okay. It's cat. And what, what optic are you using? I think a Seymour. Yep, we're, we we still run the uh, old school Seymours actually, um, ninety okay. degrees. Um, yep, yeah, we. Um, I still think there's still development in that space for a lot of people uh, or a lot of the the companies out there. We've seen some issues with the boards and stuff like that. And if there, there's, I have we have enough to worry about. Why worry about the optic? <laughs> well, and I I understand they're developing a new optic for um, slide mounted shooting so i think they're coming out with a new optic shortly i could be wrong but that's what i thought i had come across yeah i think as long as i think once again gear gear is very important and then the right company companies you know and i think that um you know i think that different brands and they're trying to push them you know pretty hard and and you know they're they're not as they're not as, I just don't know. They just, they just don't run they, or, you know, we've seen a lot of flickering in them. We've seen different issues with it. And so we want to make sure that whatever, you know, she's running on, she's going to be, able to, I'd be very curious to see if they go to slide mounted optics, how, how, what's the staying power of them. Right. Because I think that, um, it knows that, you know, a lot of it there, there's a lot of flickering. There's a lot of issues, um, you know, that we've seen. And so we've got enough to worry about. And I think it's like, it's the question of, you know, even what caliber she shoots, the difference between nine major and 38 super comp or 90 degree optic or a, a heads up, right? Like, is that incrementally going to change her from, you know, 
at her certain level, right? Like, does that move her up, up in, in incrementally? And, and the answer is no at this point, right? As soon as it becomes a hindrance um, or it's the next level or we find something that's good, then we'll make that change. But, you know, um, it goes back to this. Oh, yeah, actually, I think it was this one. It's like, I think it was, should I spend money chroming my gun so it's got blade? <laughs> or I, I or should I spend it on getting trained by JJ or, you know, somebody <laughs> else or yeah. the or, you know, you know, whatever, you know, right? Like, right. I'm asking to just blind you from shooting um, <laughs> as opposed to doing this. The best finish on a gun, I think, as we saw, is holster wear, right? You know, from dry fire. Uh-huh. Um, that's the best finish you should ever have on a gun. So that'll incrementally change it. Now, if, you know, chroming the slide kept it, you know, made you faster, well, I mean, hey, it's more accurate. I mean, I have a really fancy holster that I use, like, during um, single stack nationals, and it's got... So on the inside, my favorite color is yellow. So on the inside, it was all like yellow, and the outside is like really bright, glittery blue. Oh. <laughs> and so it was just like very blingy, but I think it made me faster, you know? Oh. <laughs> See, maybe, right maybe here, I could chrome it. Where it matters. Right. <laughs> See, yeah. maybe I should chrome it, might make me faster. Nope. Uh, you know, listen, at least if you're going slow enough, everybody can see it, too. <laughs> that is not a problem with him. Oh, oh come on. I at least gave him an out on the hate there. Uh, he moves there like he's got two long legs. The beginning of this. Yeah, but, but even going back to that, it's like the 38 Supercom conversation, the nine major. You know, if the brass is 10 cents a piece, even at a good price, and we get it effectively nine for one and a half to two, you know, you think you think about this. Like for every piece of brass we don't shoot for nine, for um, 38 Supercom, we're shooting nine. That's actually probably three more rounds of training we can do cost wise, right? Like you start to think about the cost of the bullet, the powder availability and all that other stuff. So I can get three times, we can get, we can get three times more training in for her um, on the same dollar that we get for three, for 38 super comp is the marginal um, benefit of super comping a little bit flatter worth her not training three times as much because, because it's cost prohibitive. Now, what does training look like? That was my next question. <laughs> like training like, like how much or like what type? Yes. What what type? How much? All of it. Like well, what is your? I mean, me, if I dry fire, I like to do it five days a week. Sometimes it only goes down to two or like three, depending on how busy I am. But I like to keep it to five days a week. And but with live fire, I mostly um we mostly go to like Shadowhawk to like um, rent out a bay and then we'll practice there um, or we'll like shoot um, matches on the weekends. It'll probably, it's mostly like Fridays and the weekends. So we'll practice on Fridays and then we'll um, like shoot matches on um, the weekends. And um, I mean, I have a very weird way of practice because <laughs> it's way, it's way different. Well, I mean, it's not like that weird. But um, like my dry fire, um, I have different songs for different types of um, ways that I'm like warming up, which is really weird. But like if I'm going to do like draws or transitions, it'll be like a different playlist because like it's just how I like practice. And it's really fun, but it's kind of weird. (laughs) Time out. What is your playlist? Because I'm going to start listening to that playlist Um, (laughs) because I want to get better. (laughs) 
I don't know. Maybe I could send it to you. It has a lot of, like, I have um, really upbeat songs for transitions, and then I have, like, for real, like, I have, like, lyricless songs for, like, reloads, and then I have this one song that, um, it's called, like, Still Feel, and there's this, like, really big, like, beat drop or whatever, and that's, like, where, like, oh, like, that's, like, my beat button, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm digging <laughs> it's this. Really, it's I really like this. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to start my playlist now. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to, we'll have to get you that playlist. I, I think I think the big part is part of what she's talking about is she segments we segment out what she's training on. So um for you know for the casual shooters or casual it's like kind of that idea like you think about like kind of the starting. So the good good foundation, so Huggy, if you're looking for a good foundation is you know Anderson, you know, Steve Anderson, probably not a sponsor, right, of the show. <laughs> no, um, no, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we love um, him. Yeah, 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 but you know, he was uh, she. She she did her first class with Anderson at ten, you know. Oh um, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, she did it at ten and just really, you know, put her work in and built a really good foundation. Where you know, Anderson's thing is is you incrementally work on each thing, right, and segregate and, and you segregate it out, and then you move through it all as one piece, right? Um, and then I got to C class. Yep. Yep. She jumped right to C class. And so, so that's a, that's a big thing of starting to sew it all together. Right. Um, and then, and so she's still working on in, in fundamentals because the fundamentals of the sport are the key. And that's exactly what I think she's talking about through there is, is getting a sight picture transitioning because people waste a lot of time, um, on transitions, you know, they're, they're they don't attack the transitions. Like if you start to watch her videos, you watch how hard that gun snaps. Um, now and you can watch you want to know how they're just have to watch her pigtails right when her braids are there <laughs> you know no but it's funny you can see when she's are really aggressive and so that's what she's been really working on is the transitions um live fire wise um it's like what we were doing yesterday right what we were training on yesterday um i mean like i also drive fire distance but like mm -hmm. we did a lot of distance and like i really like doing on the move um, it's like one of like my favorite because it's just so fun. Um, but like we mostly like my warm up um, last um, live fire, I did um, like far like far targets to like close targets. And how far was the farthest from that? So we'll figure take you figure you take it up the back of the bay at Shadowhawk where where what is it like we'll take right. you the one normal one. So we'll be out like what forty paces or something yeah. like that, fifty paces. Yeah. You know. I think um, it was like I don't know. Mr. Cameron. Gotcha. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and so it would be like 11 steps in between because, yep. well, at least my friend's 11 paces because I have smaller feet. So it'd probably be like 15 for me. But, <laughs> um, it was like, and then we would go the far to the close or we'd draw to the close and to the far. But it was really just getting in that right cadence to like remember to slow down on the far ones and, you know, the close ones. And, um, I mean, it's kind of harder to practice that in dry fire because, like, you're, like, once you see it, like, you pull the trigger. Um, but, like, with live fire, like, it has all of the stuff that dry fire doesn't have. So, it really, it kind of makes it more real. But. Yeah, dry fire is very, very good. What gets lost in the dry fire is um, if you get really weak on your grip um so people if your hands don't hurt when you're done dry firing you haven't gripped the hard gun hard enough during your dry fire session 
like that's just the key because you're training yourself to, to, to limp the gun. And so that's why you have to blend in live fire with your dry fire. You know, it's not like if you're dry firing distance rifle because people do that. Um, and, you know, the, the recoil is a one shot. It's a follow up. The whole key is, is getting the gun to drive it and drive it back to position consistently. Um, and so it's a, it's a drill we call like we call it nears to fars. Um, and basically it's exactly that. It's a it's a it's a target at 10 to 14 paces and they stagger all the way out. And so it's really individual transitions. It's actually almost like a classifier that they actually run. Um, but you cadence it out for the back and forth because the key um, you'll find with like shooters, like especially if you watch the like the high level shooters, they they change their cadence based on the targets they're running at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, transitions and so that you have to know how far you can rip a close target and then snap up to a transition so another one is you put a fifth target out and you go real far to the bay then real close and then stagger back out and so basically it's changing your sight picture so you can adjust your cadence so it becomes second nature you kind of get in your flow and also if you don't want it to be like like one thing like we didn't have an extra long live fire section or session but like we kept the same targets because there's a lot you can do with just that. Like you can start off with the draws and then you can do um, transitions from far to close to then middle to middle. Or you could do like all four reload then all four. Um, and one of obviously my favorite because as I said, I love on the move. I would shoot two and like I would shoot um, at the target and then I would run and shoot the next one. And then I'd pass the first target and then run and shoot the next one and pass the second target and then run and shoot. Um, and pass the third target and like so think think about like exposing targets and so that the paces you have to close the gap as fast as you can but you can't take the next target once you pass the last target you follow me so you static first target you roll you can't pass that first target till you've hit the next one but you want to close that gap as fast as you can so you learn how to also variable speed run um and break and do and keep the gun in the fight and so that's kind of a live fire session for us you know at a natural like if you say hey what are you going to train on that's what we're going to train um or that's what she's going to train and same thing with a reload she had some baller reloads yesterday coming off of stuff um and it's all gun handling right that's kind of the, the biggest thing it's like people don't train um the, actually a lot of the things get lost in fundamentals and um they get lost in like whether it's an open um limited like guys you can tell who doesn't practice or reloads and who does right and when that they do, you know, got, you know, I shoot single stack, so I'm on them all the time, right? Production, you're on them all the time. You know, ferry optics, eh, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, PCs, they, they just, once again, it's getting away from the fundamentals of articulating the firearm. So she trains a lot of that just to stay very familiar with all operations of the gun. So, um, you know, like, what was it? We had three years ago, we had uh, classifier nationals, and every single thing had a reload and it had strong hand, had we can you know, all this stuff that nobody wants to train why because it sucks and you know <laughs> you know it's not, it's yeah. not right yeah we were just um i just shared a video with the other two um an ipsic video where it was strong hand only on steel activating a swinger and it was a female lipstick shooter who had to engage the steel targets strong hand only. And then it also engaged the swingers that were activated strong hand only. And my comment was Ipsic really makes you shoot a lot of the stuff that over here we don't shoot a lot because people don't like to. It's just not as fun. It slows you down. It's not as accurate because 
it's just not as fun. So here's what's interesting about this. And so we had an opportunity um, to shoot Fairmount with Tilly um, down in North Carolina. Um, not a sponsor, apparently. Um, you know, I like <laughs> definitely not. Um, but no, I mean, just just to plug his club, like he puts on probably one of the hardest matches um, in this area, and when, and it's worth the five hour drive from from Nova. And if you can back it up with something else out there, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's some of the most hateful stuff, and it's great. Like you know, what's the max distance on a four on a, on a four inch plate? He found it. You know what I mean? Oh, and by the way, you're going to thread the needle while you're doing it because there's no rule about that, right? So, so Chris does a really good job down there, um, you know. But but we've done all. He's he'll do, and people will complain about it. But they and, I, and we didn't have a chance to shoot this year's Area Eight, and a lot of people complained a little bit about that. I heard was the the Ipsic style format. Um, but here's the thing, like you know, you got to you know, people said, oh, there's not enough long courses. There's too many short courses or medium stuff. It's the, the, what's interesting about that is is that. You know, long courses, you have a lot of time, a lot of points, typically, right? Like, you just cut them down. So you can – it can eat a lot of mistakes up, right? Like, you can eat some mistakes and make them there. When you're shooting short course, you've got no choice. Like, you got one hiccup, that whole thing's gone. You know what I mean? Like, it starts to split up two-tenths of a second, right? Uh, half a second. Like, yeah. That has a dramatic impact on your overall standings, which means your game's got to be on right out of the gate. Like, you don't have – like, you can't cover up – a bad draw by hustling harder in the corner when you're taking a two-step short course right. it's all good or all bad like that's all that you have i had that happen to me uh, at the pennsylvania state like i had the timing just right and i ripped that shot too hard coming off a position had to make the makeup and it was like done you know and it was a, it was a it was what was it? it was an eight round course of fire on an eight round single stack gun or you know with one in the pipe and but if you threw the reload in there you can you can pick up an extra 10 i think it was an extra 10 or 15 points and that's exactly what i went to and i figured out the timing and i missed that one shot and i might I just you might as well just zero the stage you know um and so it makes you can perform in a very narrow window very very quickly um you have to have your game on and it is just it is you're running it's like it's like running eighth mile right in, in drag racing it's all you got is an eighth mile then you've got quarter right and that's kind of the idea um, right. So it's much harder to train that um, and have that level of intensity for that fast and, you know, spurt, spurt, you know, and, you know, you start to think about it. it you go, we go to Ipsic Nationals. What I say, it's like, um, I think, what do they say? Like over a three day, over a three day Nationals or something like that, they might shoot six large field courses. That's it. You know, um, maybe less, you know, something like that because of what's right. it? Yeah, it's a three, two, one. Yeah, it's three, two, one, right? Like, right. it's three short, two medium, one long. So, three, all you get is three long courses. You want to go be a world champion? You better learn how to shoot fast, fast and quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing I noticed about them too is they're very technical. Their short courses are not just open targets, there's a lot of yeah. partials and no shoots and stuff like that. So, they, they make it, they increase the difficulty through, you know, the targetry, even though it's a short course, you still, you know, you need to, you need to be on those fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And one thing is that like, it's probably because he like, okay. Like my thought is that hard is really fun because like, it's a challenge and I probably get that from agree. him. Agree. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like, it's like, and I guess people nowadays don't really like that, like hard, but then like, how are you supposed to get better if it's not hard? And so like, I really like 
hard courses because like even if you mess up it's like well it was fun and like like shooting um like a lot of like partial like there's one match that we went to that was like only like five no shoots in the whole match and it's like like what is this is this like a pcc match like we're trying to we're trying to like actually <laughs> better. not a sponsor <laughs> and i like it it's a lot more fun when you throw a lot more into the mix i went i went to florida open last february um because i'd heard about the match and um and it was very nice i mean that was the first time i shot some really long shots in a in a pretty good field course and there was a lot of challenging moments in there and i agree i mean you only grow from being challenged if you're not being challenged you're not going to grow speaking speaking of the challenge i'm kind of curious now because being the all of us went to nationals but you went to the um i think carry optics or race gun nationals um stage 19. Did you guys have that far target that was to the far left to start off with? When you I guys remember started? stage 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that stage. Yeah, so it was all the way at the end of the road. Yeah, it was all the way. Oh, yeah. This is what happened because she started getting shorter in her chair. So I feel like maybe that one didn't go so well. <laughs> she was a learning experiment. Experience. Yeah, Experience. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, the confidence of shooting on the move at 20 yards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just curious about it because I know that when we shot it, we, we walked down to that bay and I mean, we walked in the bay and we looked over and we we're like, holy cow, are you serious? You know, and, you know, then we were doing the walkthroughs and we we're standing there at the start line and we we're like looking and you're like, oh, my God. Man, I'm just gonna like. I think I'm just point and shoot and just go. <laughs> you know. It was interesting. I actually don't. So so it's funny that you had that specific, that that stage because, um, that's left side of 19 in the back it was yes. funny because she actually had a mic on that far target. Um. However, um, you're looking at the video. I don't know because her next target, like the next closest one, which is half the distance, right. it was a two inch group. I just got way too excited. Yeah, so it was just sort of, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I, I don't know if it's a side picture, but, you know, but, yeah, I mean, she took her time on it, and you can see the grouping on the, the, the closer targets that were, like, at, at that distance. So, yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, here's the thing. It's like, how do you respond to that stage? Well, here's how you respond, Huggy. You're like, well, hopefully that's all you've been training all winter right. is learning how to shoot at 50 yards right. um, with, with ease and understanding your gun standard deviation. Exactly. I so agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, I was just curious because I wanted to know other shooters' perspective because when I walked in there, I just kind of laughed at myself, going like, ha, this is going to be funny, you know? Yeah. And, you know. And some people crushed that stage. Like, they did really well on it. And I think, was it? No, it wasn't my first stage. Never mind. I was going to no. say, or it wasn't my, I was first up. I was going to say maybe it was, but I think. It was because I had to go grab someone's um, dry hand stuff for them. And so I was, like, already really excited <laughs> because well, I was running around everywhere. Well, I'll tell you this right now. First of all, we actually had to shoot it in the monsoon. 
So it was pouring the rain when we got to that stage. And poor Leo was first up. And it was just fine. boring. Fine. And, uh, and, you know, we thought they were going to, like, say, hey, look, we're going to wait for a while, you know, maybe see this pass by. Nope. They came down there and said, get shooting. And we yep. were like, oh, okay. In fairness, I actually, because I forget the guy's, the Russian guy. I always forget his name. Super nice guy, the RO. I was like, let's just go. Yeah, let's like, let's go. Come on. I don't, let's just shoot it. It's not going to, it's Florida. It's raining. Like, oh, you know, it's going to rain. It's Florida. Yeah. I love shooting in the rain. I mean, it's kind of, it depends. Like, um, it's not so fun for my gun because, like, I don't really want to get my optic really wet. With the optic, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's really fun. And, I mean, like, it kind of stinks, like, with the pacers and stuff. But, yeah. like, once we, like, practiced in the rain, it was, like, really, really fun. Weird. We practiced in the rain? Mm-hmm. That's, that's my point, though, right? Like, people don't do that. They don't like to do the stuff that you want. You have to learn how to shut that stuff off. Right. Um, and just, just, just run with it. I mean, I shot... Um, we always going to say go back to the fifth yard. Like uh, when we used to shoot, I shot because I've shot uh, what six, six or eight nationals um, down at for revolver and single stacks. So I think yeah, and we had fifty yard. We had to do like strong hand only at thirty five. You know what I mean? Like whatever it was years ago. And so that's why you practice that stuff. I don't even know where my gun was hitting. Like I was like, I guess I got to learn this. So you know, because you, you learn that stuff. And, and exactly the same thing is up up in uh, up in Barry. You know. I was I was go running through in four and a half inches of water. Magazine's gone. Like no one cares. You just have to learn how to like, kind of like suck it up and just shoot through it because that's how this that's what the sport is. It's an endurance, you know, of of mindset. So, you know, some people are better with it. I hate my feet wet, so we run Gore-Tex socks. So, um, you know, so your socks are fine. Um, and, and that, that's really about the only thing that's the only gear change that we made. I did shoot, uh, um, I did shoot full rain suit one year just cause it was so bad out there. I shot IDPA style in, uh, you know, a single stack nationals cause it was so bad. And, wow. um, I mean, I didn't care cause I was, I was there for revolver nationals. It was like kind of the warm up for it. And if you're going to go make that drive for 14 hours, miles to shoot it. So we're out there with a bunch of buddies hanging out. We might as well just you know, been hanging out with friends at a level one. Like, that's how we were having fun with it. But it was funny. I came down from my draw. It was a surrender position, I think. And I came down. I caught the, the in my grip of my safety, I, you know, the drawstring on your hood? Yes. Caught and closed my hood as I pushed out. Oh. And I shot the entire stage. I couldn't quite see it. He's like. And I was trying. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, but I was still. Really, also, I mean? more than once, he's gotten his chair stuck to the back of his belt. <laughs> listen, listen. As a as someone of heft, that it, it happens, and it's not as funny as you would think. It I is the watch. Be shooting, <laughs> I have to be shooting an entire stage with a chair hooked to the back one of my necklace. <laughs> and you're just like shaking your tail feather, trying to get rid of it. And you're like, ah, it's fine. Just shoot. I, I don't even realize it's. I mean, I, not to say I didn't realize it was there, but you know it. Another one where you the focus belt on the job. On the back. I caught it on the back, and so as I was shooting, my belt was coming undone, and like the last position, my belt fell off as I was hitting the real. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. your gun was in your hand, so that's yeah. a, you know, there's a plus. 
Wow. Yeah, and it was it's pretty funny. I mean, that that's the other thing too. I think um, with this one, and I think it goes back to your even your training schedule stuff. Like we shoot um, level. Like I think the other thing is mentality at different matches too. Like the fun side of stuff. So we're you know I think you know, we're very approachable. A lot of fun in in this one. But level twos, the games are very very different. Level three. Bless you. Thank yeah. you. You know, I, I think that's the other thing is learning the different mindsets at different matches, you know, and really segregating yourself out. So, like, we have a, we have a certain schedule that we run when we're doing matches, um, kind of, you know, like, like where do we, you know, what part do we paste? What do we not? You know, where do we start getting our game on? Like, and learning all that stuff, um, you know, and, and that, that's another major part. So, like, level ones, we're always playing and having fun and we're doing stuff. We're te- that's where we do a lot of testing. For us, level ones are training. So a lot right. of times we'll go out, test new gear, do that stuff, and it's kind of it's regardless. It's actually and the people who over overcomplicate level ones actually a lot of times pull the fun out of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying. Uh, to but she's gonna make you laugh, Maggie. Um, but yeah, but, but so that's where we test all of our gear, and so we'll have we have gun issues sometimes. We have all those challenges, and we just have fun doing it um because we'll push through the we'll push through the challenges on level ones you know i, f- and, I feel uh, like i'm watching what happens on a long card drive <laughs> 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 well but, but i mean but like you said though mike level ones are the place to do it because like i mean if you're if you're using it as your training your proving ground that that's mm-hmm. not going to be the thing that's pushing you in the ranking that's what's getting you to be ready and have the, the appropriate mindset for your level twos, for your level threes, for your, your major matches, your area matches, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, because you got, do you only shoot, I shouldn't say only, but m- are most of your level one matches at Shadowhawk or are there other places that you'll go and frequent? I mean, you want me to answer all that? I mean, we shoot a lot. We shoot every we, club. We shoot a lot. I mean, we don't shoot every club, but we shoot. I mean, um, Shadowhawk is the closest to us, and, like, we also really like, like, the people are amazing, and the range is amazing, so we love going there, Um, but, I mean, we also shoot, um, I mean, we did shoot in North Carolina, Um, that's where Mr. Tilly is. Yeah, well, I, I guess the simple answer is, is 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 ask yourself your commitment to the sport, and what you commit to is what you're going to get out of the sport. That's what's very, very unique about it, right? Um, So... So we're our 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 stretch drive is three hours each way. And we kind of like extended it to five hours, like for a couple, like for a month maybe. Yep. When we went down to North Carolina. But mostly it's only three hours. Yeah. So if it's a nine thirty start time, we're up at five, you know, we're up at five thirty, five, you know, on a Saturday morning and we're driving there, we're shooting all day and then coming all the way back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so- there are not a lot of teenagers that'll do that. So what what are the normal local matches that you shoot? Shadowhawk is one. What else? Yep. Uh, I mean, well, I guess locals like you know, <laughs> local locals a funny is a funny term, right? So local to us, like within three hours. So we're going to shoot Shadowhawk. Um, we will shoot. Um, and and by the way, we we get that we sh- we'll shoot AM PM there. People see that. It's, uh, there's two major reasons why it's good to invest in AM PM. Uh, a, you can actually try, once again, training back to Leo's point, you try something on the AM session, you try something in the PM session, you shoot it differently, mm-hmm. right? 
um, in a different even in a different division. You try different positions, things like that. So it's worth investing in to try to find out what works better for your flow. All two or different, two or three different ways. Also changing um, gear with that. That's a, that's another big deal. Um, so we shoot there. Or and also, um, like you can also still have a lot of fun there because like you might go there. For, like you might go to AM and it's a bit more like serious because you want to really get some like practice and like training and like trying new things in but then like the PM like all your friends can come up and you can just like completely bomb all the stages and still have a laugh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that yeah. And like that's, that. that's another once again keeping the sport fun, right? Yeah. And that's why uh, also um you just blame it on the PM scores if your name is kind of at the bottom. As PM I didn't guess fine. I don't know, yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> I had a beer at lunch, so, you know. Yeah. I have to, I have to say that, you know, I love when I uh, was had that one chance to shoot with you. Um, and, and you actually was pushing me, you know, a lot. You were like, hey, Huggy, look at it this way. Do this, do this. So you do push me, and I appreciate that. But you also are trying to say, hey, look, if you want to get serious about the sport, you've got to do this. And so yeah. – um, I, I will say I appreciate that. So thank you very much for that. But uh, here's a question for Sasha. Sasha, just out of curiosity, because we're talking about having fun and all of that stuff. So do you, when you were talking gear-wise, shoes, or do you have different shoes for different uh, courses, or do you use the same? <laughs> um, well, it really depends on the mood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've practiced in Crocs. I've also, I've, I obviously like sometimes dry fire barefoot because, you know, it's dry fire, you're inside your own house. Like, you know, why not? But I mean, Crocs are like really good if you want to slip and fall. Um, and then cleats, <laughs> I, um, I, funny story, I love leaving my Crocs at home on big, leaving my Crocs at home on big car rides in big, um, you mean your cleats? Or my, did I say Crocs? You said Crocs. Oh, cleats. Sorry. I was thinking about two different types of shoes. Um, because Florida Nationals, like this past one, um, I forgot my cleats. And so we went out and bought bright, bright green ones, like neon green. And it was a lot of fun. And they did not slip and fall at all. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so what she'll yeah so so we we she yeah she has a couple different pairs but really for the most part it's uh it, it's by necessity so she'll typically shoot in cleats um all the way through um but um we have the expensive ones we run what you shot in flip-flops you shot in flip-flops right? i, I have i've been known to shoot steel challenge in flip-flops <laughs> oh, okay all right <laughs> um you're not but, going uh, anywhere yeah, I mean, same thing with Crocs. I have fuzzy Crocs. I'll throw on some thick socks and just go out there and shoot that stuff because we're not moving um, for the right. most part. Mm -hmm. um, so, but in any case, yeah, so her shoe selection is really based out of necessity. So um, we had to make a drive down to, you know, you know, uh, we, we went to the Nike outlet because that was the closest place. And we found, you not know. Not sponsored. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the show. She I does. Love it. Love it. <laughs> But yeah, so, so we went out there and found your co-host. 
<laughs> we found a ten dollar pair of like you know uh, off the rack neon shoes that fit her style and you know the other thing that, that that's another part too the other thing we'll do just you know from a shoe wise standpoint if you ask that which is you know I, so it's funny there's you obviously see the technical side and the funny side of the sport right so um for us i actually have known to to wear shoes that are at least a size smaller if not a half size smaller than our feet we've so had we this conversation before yep I'm a size 10 and I have eight and a half. What? Why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? I, why? Because I don't move. My feet don't slide. That I'm, I'm, because your toes are already in a good position. Um, and so I'm, I'm already in that position. Like I'm digging in, like my feet are there. So they're, they run a little bit large. So they're probably like more like nines, but you know, like a, a size smaller, it's not going to kill your feet. And you it, got me a size five and I was more like a size six and a half. But your feet are in that fight position the entire time. She's not as excited. (laughs) 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 But at the end of the day, it's like growing up. You don't understand why your father did something to you, but then you do when you're an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for her to have kids and be like, you're wearing size four, but I'm a seven. It doesn't matter. I know what's best. They're on clearance. Yeah. Just yeah. wear them. <laughs> We're saving money. That's right. And, and by the way, my, it's funny. You're the reason I started wearing uh, narrow Boombas. An awesome oh, really? sponsor. But because my feet don't, I generally wear. My like I, I'm the guy that ties his shoes so I can slip my shoes on and slip my shoes off and not have to worry about it, but they'll stay on if I'm not doing a lot. Like my boombas are I have wide feet, but I buy them narrow so that my feet don't move around. And it was because of a conversation we we had when I first started shooting a Shadowhawk, however long ago it was. And I mean, I at least feel like I'm going faster and I'm more stable. <laughs> I've seen the videos, it is factually not true. Correct. But I like I'm not slipping around in my shoes like I normally do. Whatever makes you feel like Spider Man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I think you have to control what you. So the whole key with this, you have to control what you can control, right? Yep. So like, if you can influence and sure-footedness, like that's very very important because you know the reality is is that you know so what's what's also funny. Um, and like, so like, so she doesn't even know this stuff, right? Because like, she's never been to a necessary and not, not to beat up on them, but an NRA safety training course where you got to get your feet planted and you got to do the thing and you got, you know, all this whole thing. It's like, no, no, learn how to segregate your upper body from your lower body. Right. And be able to know what you need to see with, and, and it's your upper body control that where your feet might be doing something weird or in a funny position, but it shouldn't necessarily influence your upper body. Right. Um, and so, but you have to still be sure footed. Um, so you're going to have a funny lean or you can do a thing. And so like, so it's like, it's just all natural for her because it's how she's kind of grown up in the sport. But, um, but that's, that's a big thing. So yeah, I wear a little, once again, tighter shoes on that stuff, driving around, um, for her, she's had tight and loose shoes because she's growing because she gets them tight and then we buy them a little bit big and then they grow in and then, you know, she kind of does the whole thing. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm special. So when you when you're saying cleats, I just wanted to make sure, like, especially out out there, there's there's different different types of cleats. There's the screwing cleats and then there's the molded cleats. And then, of course, you know, like the Leo was mentioning the Boombas and they're uh, have that. Plus, they have the turf cleats. Mm-hmm. So. My question is, like, when you all are shooting, are you using the molded cleats or using the screwing cleats where that way you can change the depth of your cleat uh, on there? Or are you just wearing, like, the turf 
type stock leaf. I have no clue. Yeah. I didn't know there's different types, but I mean, they're they're like the ones that have the best best grip, I guess. Okay. No, the only reason I, I I had to say, unfortunately, well, fortunate for me, I played football, so you know, you you know, he the, says that every episode, just so you know. Oh, does he? <laughs> no. I took a word for cricket, but he's reliving the glory days. Yeah. <laughs> can can I wear your Letterman's jacket next match? Yes. Uh, yes. You could both wear his Letterman's jacket at next match at the same time. Nice. You could I'll probably you, get I'll your whole family in that jacket. <laughs> Use it as a tent. So, okay, to 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 kind of to dig in because I'm I'm obviously the technical guy, right, with this stuff. Um. You know, she's just the brains on the technical. Um, but the, the simple point, you know, the simple point, no, we, you have to think about it because you're various services, right? So you can't like plan for one match because you're going to go from, you know, um, wood balance beam to to dirt, to, to different surfaces. So um, that's more what I, I look for. And then it's kind of like, what are you going to shoot in? And so, um, you know, yeah, there's, you want to find, I like wearing stuff cause I, I, I like stuff that wears really good. And so like Solomon's who are not a sponsor, right? She wears those, um, because we have a hard time trying to find other shoes. Um, we, we can find them reasonably priced cause you know, they're clearance stuff. We found um, Nike's on clearance, not yeah. sponsored, but it was definitely on clearance. Yep. We did that one. Um, I'll wear innovates. I like those a lot. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I've got a couple pairs of those hard, hard, hard cleat. Um, but you also want to make sure they don't slip on the on wood. Yeah, yeah. We also had this really good pair of North Face um, boots for like the winter, okay. and they had good grip. Okay. And then yeah. I tripped and fell and tore a hole in them. <laughs> Man. <Since that. laughs> oh, that was actually that was somewhat anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's she a, lost there's her battle with gravity that day. <laughs> I lose that battle almost every day. <laughs> and, and that's why I actually, I prefer, now I've, I've played different sports. Uh, I've been around the world um, doing a bunch of uh, things. Um, and I actually prefer trail shoes because you get the aggressive tread. But I, unlike you guys, I actually, uh, because of my travels around the world, um, I actually use my feet to grab. So I like to be able to bend the bottom of the shoe, the sole of the shoe, so I can grab onto things and push and, and other stuff. So I actually prefer the, like the, I use the Boomba, not a sponsor, trail shoes. Um, and I love the aggressive tread, but I can still mold the sole of the shoe around um, whether it's the fault lines or whatever, it still allows me to bend and flex very well. Yeah, and I find I can't do that with cleats. Well, like we're not, we were talking about like the soft ones too. Like we can do that. You also have to, you also have to balance, not, not like those hard cleats that you're going to get from like, from most places that you're going to play on, like, you know, AstroTurf and stuff like that. The, you have to find that massive balance though too, be, between the differences um, because when you're sitting on a rock for 14 hours or something like that, that's another big thing that I think gets missed out. We we're talking about national levels and stuff like that. Like we really like the three day formats cause it doesn't beat on her. Um, but the other m value of shooting back to back and PM sessions, right. Um, is how many times you shoot 14 stages or 10 stages in a day and have to perform at that level that needs to be trained. 
Um, there used to be a lot. There were a couple clubs that we used to do that with um, that were there. It was really nice because we shoot AM and PM and just burned out by the end of the day and smoked. But then you'd show up to a, like like an Area 8 single-day format. We've got the Western PA single-day format. Like we're your 12, 14 stages, and you can just see who trains and who doesn't. Because it's a fit, you know, it's a mental fitness, it's a gun fitness, it's gear fitness, but it's also like, you know, your ability to endure um, through like hard weather, you know, through a lot of that stuff. So that's another major kind of kind of thing about. It. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of that stuff and and shooting. It's just a lot on clubs to do. And to always hydrate. Yes. Hydrate or die. The biggest thing about lasting long is snacks and hydrating. Yep. And keeping up a good attitude because then everyone else will have a good attitude because you have a good attitude and then that will keep your good attitude going. Awesome. Trendsetter, that one. Yeah, I'm telling like, you. Love it. <laughs> love See, it. I, can't, I can't eat because the, the one time I did eat, what happened, guys? Oh. Actually, in fairness, it was the best stage I shot that day, but I had to relieve myself. And I was like, can I safe my gun as soon as I'm done shooting the stage? Because I... I like I gotta go, and <laughs> I did. But it was the best stage I shot that day. What are you eating? You're not supposed to eat. It was like lunch. Chicken. It was literally a salad and a piece of chicken. I, I'm talking about like, like like no, I, I, can't, I can't do that. It's the same reason I don't snack when I go hunting. <laughs> I missed a ten point buck that way. <laughs> I had to go do something, and my buddy's like, "Hey, there's he's, a, there's a buck coming right behind you." He's missing a body part, so you have to understand that. Oh well, I mean, you gotta you gotta figure that out. That you gotta figure it out because you have to stay hydrated. You have to. I mean, she knows about that really well because you we watch dehydration come in and food and stuff like that. So, you know, people. Um, so when do you start the hydration process? The night before. You wait that late. What that late? I mean, the night before, you know, you're we already know what our intake's going to be, so it's going to be electrolytes, Gatorade. You know what I mean? So, so you, know, you barely sleep at night because you're up peeing every fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's me. It's just from getting old. Yeah, I was like, that's that's <laughs> like that's a prop stage. That just happened. That's normal. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my excuse. See, that's like AMPM patches, right? <laughs> but yeah, I take the big, the two, like my two big, um, what the thing that you put water in. You know, like water bottle. We have tablets or electrolyte. Sorry, my words. Electrolyte tablets that we have before the match, and then we just hydrate all the way through. So, and there's also V8 hydrate um, drinks that I kind of want to try at a match, but then I don't know how it will work. But like I've um, drank them like if I, because like I used to do theater, so if I came home really dehydrated. Um, then I would like drink the hydrate things. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. So Sasha, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the extreme left here, and I'm gonna ask you a question. It's a fun question, and uh, it's just something that I'd like for people to know. What would you say is your favorite movie? The Princess Bride. What? <laughs> you are the <laughs> coolest person, other than my wife. I missed that. What was the movie? The Princess Bride. Ah, it's okay. the best movie ever made on planet Earth. I'm the, I'm the kid who um I'm the kid who's getting the story told to him. I don't like the kissing part, but I like the adventure. Gotcha, gotcha. That's awesome. That is awesome. Best answer ever. <laughs> I'm not even being funny. 
if you were to ask my wife right now what my favorite movie of all time is, that would be the answer that you got. <laughs> we just became best friends. Are, are you like the grandpa who's reading the story to the kid? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm the giant. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Greatest character ever, oh, man. Oh, Lord. Call the Brute Squad. I am the Brute Squad. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I can quote that whole movie right now. I'm not going to because this is about you. insane. Um, what? I just totally forgot his name. But the um, the insane um, doctor who helped revive. Um, oh, Miracle Max? Yeah, Miracle Billy Max. Crystal, Miracle Max. The one who, like, absolutely tries to not get him in trouble, but he gets in trouble every single time. Yep, yep. Probably the Miracle Max's wife. <laughs> this is the best interview we've ever done. Hug, <laughs> you look what you started, bro. <laughs> I, I love it. Dude, I think that's awesome. That is awesome. I I, I love the movie myself. I'm also a, a very big Mel Brooks fan. Um, I love all his movies. You know, he's, he cracks me up. So, But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, is there is there actually besides shooting? Do you, is there any other sport that you enjoy doing on the outside besides shooting? Uh, I used to swim, but then I I kind of once I got into shooting, I stopped. That was like in third grade. Um, but I really love I love baking. That's really fun. Like I love baking like pies and like treats and stuff like that. But it's not really like a sport. Best friends. Best friends we're gonna be. I know. <laughs> Literally. The other thing I do. Nice. Look at that. Look, look, Sasha, when you grow up, you could be like that guy over there. Right, you, could be, you could be fat. Congratulations. You have something to aspire to. Okay. A very jolly and portly demeanor. <laughs> Love it. Oh, she's got another thing she has a lot of passion for. What? Here's the <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, oh, very passionate. Oh, there he is. Oh, she, 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 actually, three years ago at nationals, we we had literally shot. She shot all day, and she's like, "So, hey, um, I need to like get to school tomorrow like, because I have I to, had I, an audition. She had an audition, <laughs> so we left Frostproof, Florida, at six p.m. that night and drove straight through." in one drive um, all the way so that she could actually get to school so that she could actually do her audition the following day. Yeah. What was it for? What role? Um, well, it was, it was in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, nice. And since I was a lowly sixth grader, I was a munchkin Ozian. What you tried out for? Well, I tried out for the scarecrow because you're supposed to go big or go home. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love it. Yes, you should have, but you should have gone. You should have gone for a Dorothy. That's what you should have gone for. Well, I'm not. I'm not much of the. I'm not. I'm not a very good singer, so I probably wouldn't do very good as the lead role because no one would come if I sang <laughs> as the lead role. I was better. I was better at the tumbling around and losing all my straw. You know. <laughs> or you know what? You'd have been a good Tin Man. Ah, see, Tin That's Man. True. <laughs> I was the porter in Macbeth. I wore a kilt and everything. 
to I also sang. I mean, I know it's a Shakespeare yeah. um, play, but I, I've never really, um, I've never really like watched it or read it or anything like that. I, I only know that it's a cursed word um, for super, superstitious people. In yeah, theater. You, you've got some time before you need to read that one. But I was also a weird sister in that one. I mean, you're still a weird sister now, bro. Truth. <laughs> True story. <laughs> haven't, haven't stopped. See, I, could, I, I couldn't do plays. They said I was too big. Method acting. They're like, you're too big for this part. So go somewhere else. I'm <laughs> uh, not a munchkin. You know, no. it's funny. We, we sorry. It's funny. We talk. We talk about this. So one of the whole reasons um, about getting into the sport um, was I once again finding something they can master. But um, you know, I know this might come as a surprise, but someone here that's sitting with me might have been considered shy by nature um, prior to shooting um, and and doing that stuff. And so watching once again. Um, being put in challenging situations, having to deal with stuff, learning how to, you know, all of that stuff it has is completely, I don't say change her personality, brought out the best parts of her personality that were, you know, that would take longer to come out to get comfortable, built that confidence, built that ability to do those things. And so it's like another major thing, which is funny. So, so that's why I love, I just love the idea of uh, at eight, almost nine, she's a little bit, you know, shy by, 10 she's in nationals you know what i mean 10 11 you know and we're driving back you know as a sixth grader whatever to after a national level match you know a few years later to to go try out for the you know the third rank part in a school play right so you just wonder what you know if, if you don't think investing in the kids right are around this stuff is is important you're missing the boat they're not going to come to their own you have to let them find out who they are but you have to let the like you have to culture and nurture that and and figure that stuff out um so it's kind of my view on that oh you just had a floating hand that's so awesome that is awesome I'm, i i love the 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 relationship you two have i remember when i first uh met you two up at shadowhawk and uh, I will have to say, Monster was, you know, she was kind of like, mm, who, who, who is that guy? You know? <laughs> but he goes by it, the name Huggy. What does this mean? It's right, just, right. <laughs> it's just uh, like a, it's a fair question. Actually, a nice guy. Right. right. <laughs> or is that creep on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> is that name ironic? Right. <laughs> so, so it's actually. You know, at watching her grow, it is like now it's like, hey, Huggy, how are you? You know, and so forth and so on. And um, I actually had to say that it's it's been wonderful to watch Saucer grow and grow in the sport. And um, even the short little time that I've been in the sport, uh, she's been amazing to me. Um, I think this is great and this is awesome. Um, again, I brag about you all the time. I also try to boast to younger shooters uh, to watch you and to look for you because I try to like, let them understand that, you know, because they go, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, but you can. And let me show you somebody that has done this. So um, I I thank you for being such a wonderful advocate. I, You know, you've been great. You have a, such an awesome, awesome attitude. And I love your dad. Your dad's just, he's awesome. And as always, and uh, this is the part where we have to remind Huggy that you're married and um, he can't date you. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about Dan. I'm talking Dan, because 
No. Okay. Well, I he, he, he was going with no homo, like is kind of what I was trying to say. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. you say that, okay. but you blow up a bromance, bro. I mean, I, I you know, you too. I mean, I, you know, it's all right. It's very huggable. <laughs> this is awkward. That just got really weird. <laughs> you were in the military, bro. There should be no awkward in you. All right. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's not Thursday. Oh, well, no. <laughs> to to echo Huggy without the um the awkward bromance, uh, I I I also talk about you. <laughs> That's what makes it awesome. Uh, I do talk about uh, Sasha a lot. As far as to other people, like listen, you, if you have this girl who is slight a frame, whose nickname is Monster because she crushes men's souls on the freaking shooting range, like. You can get out there and at the very least put in a little bit of effort and just try. Like if you don't try, just then then sit at home and don't do anything. Because if you if you can't take a little bit of effort to get up off the couch and go shoot at some cardboard ninjas, you know, what what are you gonna do? So I definitely use you as my my banner of anybody can do this sport and anybody can do it well. They just have to be a little bit dedicated. So so thank you for for being a role model for people that have never met you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think the biggest part about it is exactly that. Is you, this is the, the challenge with the sport though? Is it's exactly what you get out of it is what you put into it. A lot of times, it's very perishable very quickly. Um, and whether you're having fun when you're doing it, and the other part is not overtaking it seriously. But yeah, I think I think the other part is you know finding the advocacy for it and trying to figure this out and getting the parents uh, in line kind of with with this, the sport as well. You know what I mean? And, and just learning kind of through what it is because you know it can, you can you know it, once once you kind of build the foundation with it and get everybody on board, it works really really well. But kind of in the interim, it's also very difficult because you got to master a lot of different things. And and I think a lot of society today is taking away the the need for like precision and training and, and matter of fact actually honestly i'd be very frank i think some in some cases you can see some of the divisions that are coming up now that they're trying to make the sport easier and easier and those are the divisions that are exploding um because it takes less and less training i think um or fundamentals but as long as it keeps the sport alive it's fine it builds more advocates and for it builds more buying power but i still think that a lot of it is is that you just and a lot of what, what a lot of what we do. You can't just walk up and be good at it. You just can't. You like can't some people are. Yeah, I mean, we um, and that's actually the funniest thing is that he just reminds that you know Steve Anderson said that, uh, and and I love it to this day, and I always remember it. And sometimes if you catch me off guard, I'll snap at people about it because they'll say, "Oh, she's such a natural." And it brings me back to the day when she was sitting there, and I have the videos of her of her literally almost throwing her limb cat across the room or across the, the – working on her reload speeds at night. You know what I mean? Getting to that gun to the point that the gun's almost out of control, unloaded, right? But we're sitting at the Anderson class, and she started picking up on it, and, and Steve looked over, walked over to me. Um, and looked at me and said, one day they're going to tell her – they're going to say she was a natural, and she was born with it, and they're never going to see this. Which is the hard work that goes in. So you know, there's you know, is there a natural ability for this stuff? Probably, but we'll never know in a sense because she trains hard enough to build an ability that may or may not have been there. We may be you know furnishing one, building one, adding to it, but the reality is is that just a natural tendency will only get you so far. And a in any sport, but specifically, I think in shooting, right? 
the natural ability is there, but you have to cultivate it. And so it's like sometimes people are like, oh, she's just natural. I'm like, and I'm just like, rawr. I'm like, because I remember what Steve said, that people take away her hard work um, because um, not to say that she's not a natural because um, she has naturally good tendencies, but there's no get off the couch, you know what I mean, and just go shoot um, with it. I remember uh, where I knew she caught the bug actually was um, – we were training for steel challenge and that's where she started because that's a great place to start mm -hmm. right um and she was getting beat up all the time not shooting as fast doing everything else um and it, like you ever shoot those days where like it just rains and it's miserable like usually rain stops the humidity takes it out of the air but sometimes it bounces back even harder right it was a saturday like that we were supposed to go shoot a match on sunday and um she was out there training she's like i don't want to do it and the grass was wet because we had a home range of a home range and she's just like uh, i'm like listen that's fine um you don't have to train but if you want to like you know here's the deal if you go get beat tomorrow and you didn't train i don't want to hear about it like just you're not going to ruin the ride i don't want to hear about how you could have done better because you have the opportunity to do better and you've chosen not to um and so she just grabbed the gear everything else went out there and sucked up that misery and then took the match by 40 seconds the next day <laughs> i was like oh, there we go you know um, and, and that's that level of commitment to it. So I think that's also very important. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, I feel like for, it's kind of hard to be like devoted and like have that kind of commitment at like, I guess like as like a teen or as like a kid, because like it with normal sports, like you just go to practice, like, I don't know how many times a week. Um, and then you just like show up to like, a game but then you can just like blame it on other people for like if they didn't win if you like don't really want to take the blame and really like, that's that i'm not saying that like everyone does that but like it's like kind of hard to have that kind of ownership and like that ownership means that you're not really like it kind of implies that like you're not really committed to it because you won't take the blame meaning you won't if you're gonna if you want to win you have to take your um losses too and so it's kind of it's kind of like, like even like some kids, they, they'll just like play video games. And if they don't win the video game, they'll just like quit and go to another one. And like, that's not like really how life is. Like if you can't just like do a job and like not get a promotion, then just quit because you might not find another one. And so like, that's why you really have to work hard at your job and you might not get a promotion. So you work harder. And that's like kind of how it's like, I guess shooting applies a lot to life. It, which I'm like kind of starting to like realize. Very good. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. There's a lot this of people. got deep. There's a lot of people at our job, our job that needs to listen to that because <laughs> they need to work harder. <laughs> I'm not and, saying. Yeah. Well, yeah well, for her motivational uh, speaking. Um, so if anybody wants to uh, reach out to us. Um, you know, about booking for her to, you know, crack the whip on some people over there who have, you know, bad sense of feels or they need to get motivated, uh, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll... yeah. 13 year old come and crush your soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, what do you got, Dave? You, you, you got uh, that. I was just saying, I think it's uh, Bruce Lee who said, what, it wasn't the guy who worried him who practiced 10,000 kicks one time. The guy that worried him was the guy who would practice one kick 10,000 times. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's rep, 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 you know, repetition, repeatability, yeah. that whole thing. And 
you know, be careful of this thing. I mean, and that's the other thing. And it's funny you say that is like, that's another part too, is like people ask like what, you know, what divisions, what platforms, what do we do and why do we train? So um, she'll shoot 1911s because they're similar to what, 2011s, right? Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You know, we're not, uh, you know, uh, limited is limited, but, you know, we'd rather just have something else because once again, gun articulation, right? That's once again, you know, it's very similar platforms, very diversified, very hard training in the same type of stuff. You know, she actually has problems reloading her 2011. I put her on a 1911. <laughs> we don't make it easier. We make it harder, right? All right. right. Yeah. Focus. Yep. Yeah, I need to get better at my reload and I'll just like switch to some single stack for a week or two, maybe a month because it's fun. Yep. And then I'll just switch back and then boom, look at that. All the hard work you put in actually paid off. Imagine that. Imagine that. I like it. I'm going to put on a t-shirt. Imagine that. Imagine, I know. That's a new slogan. TM. <laughs> Verbal trademark right there. I, I, I will have to say, I heard Dan actually start, uh, help start a uh, company because he had a, uh, you shouted out a slogan. And now it's actually. Uh, I, you know, I, I have been known to, uh, to do that. I have been. Yeah, my, my mouth does get me into trouble from time to time. <laughs> Uh, well, I, heard, I heard this one didn't get you in trouble. It actually helped out somebody. So, yeah, you know, my ideas and if they can monetize them, I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm all about it. That's that's the best part about the sport, right, is, you know, finding the right places and, and supporting the people locally and, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, my my mouth is. Uh, yeah. And we, we've uh, I still remember that match. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I have to say I I love it too because there's times when I'm sitting there and you're walking by and you'll shout something out to me and uh, it's just funny. I just I laugh, but it, it it actually helps to break that. Uh, you know, sometimes and the guys will tell you I get too like angry and too mad and I'm like, damn it, I'm slow. I suck. You know, this is blah blah blah. And and you've come by and you're like, you said something out of the blue and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I just laugh yeah. and I'm uh. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, Everything. kind of breaking the tension. Yeah. yeah, you have to, right? Like that's the that's the big thing. Is like I've, you gotta, you know, you gotta leave, you gotta leave. You know, there's there's that saying is like it's leave it on the field, right? I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Like give everything you have for every moment you have, leave it on the field, right? But that also means leave the failure there. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I, I know. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, I will have to say at nationals, I I was pretty upset, and uh, the guys here they were like they were like, "Huggy, it's over with. Let it go. Just let mm -hmm. it go." And, I think you told me that before because I remember I was having struggle with the stage and you told me that that stage is that stage and that it's a like a new stage and a fresh like a new start. Mm -hmm. You might have told yeah. me something like that. I remember you telling me something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Very so I, I had to say that's that's good. And I love I love your dad when he hollers out those little funny uh. Well, <laughs> I don't know how the air how he gets them, but they're funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> I mean, that's the that was probably the whole reason that he came to open nationals and I came to single stack nationals was mostly to break the tension because like I couldn't get serious at single stack nationals because I was there to have fun and he couldn't get supposed to get nervous at uh, or not nervous um, tense at open nationals because he was there to have fun and so it kind of like helped even it out and I mean like. It, it was really fun in the end. And I mean, it's it kind of helps, you know? Right, right. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. You got you to you work as a team, and that's the best thing about having it, knowing how to feed it. And so, like, we even have, like, uh, kind of code words around 
what kind of coaching does she need from me at that moment? Because there's different type of stuff, right? Like, so there's certain mode, modes of coaching that she'll need from me, um, you know, because really, I mean, skill set wise, we'll, we'll get there. But really, it's, you know, it's the emotional side of, uh, of stuff, you know, which, which, which version of me does she need at that moment? Yeah, do I need like a harsh kind of like, hey, like, you should really get like, you should really like get your head in the game or like, hey, just leave it behind, you know, kind of like a different type of just like, I guess, focus on mindset. Yeah, I like that, you know, sometimes you need to be squared away and the idea of like, just, you know, get your game on, get your head out of your butt, let's move on, get over it. Sometimes you just need a hug. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I asked that of Dave sometimes and Dave was like, no. (laughs) Dave's the tough love dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the dynamic too, right? Like that's kind of that dynamic of working with kids and just knowing how to work with it and, and that kind of taking it through there. Cause that's a big, that's a big deal when it comes kind of to sport, yeah. you know, it's just kind of pushing that through and what do you need? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like sometimes it's, you know, she also, sometimes she just needs to be left alone and knowing when to do that. And I, I think that the, the, the big part with this and, you know, it, is what's also unique about the sport, which I love about it uh, amazingly from my standpoint, is that I can still, you know, we started off with, you know, like what, what levels I compete at. Right. So, you know, we hug you. We've been poking fun of you about your football days, but you're not going to go out there and run, you know, whatever position you ran and did all that stuff. You're going to talk about it and you're going to, you know, right. But at this level is I still get to go out and compete at a medium, mid to upper level with my daughter. So she sees me train, push, succeed, fail, gun doesn't work, best doesn't work, you know, all this other, you know, crap. But, um, you know, she gets to watch um, me go through that, um, struggle through that in the same match that she's shooting actually at some time. Right. Um, and work off of that. So we get to we get to celebrate our successes and our failures together at the same time. Um, and, and I think that today, once again, I think that parents like they, they want to push their kids to do the things that they didn't think they, they didn't have the mentality to do when they were kids, where like if you want to teach you, you show, right, you represent how to do those things. And I think that sports allow us to do that um, when we at least this sport. Right. Because you could be, you know, I mean, God awful. Right. JJ's 40 years old. Think about that. Like his closest competitions, like can't even buy a beer. <laughs> That's rough. I'm serious. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And he's raising what? I think he's got two or three kids. He's got businesses. He's he's shooting for a company, and he's still at a high level, and he's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's like that's that's we you know not sponsored by the show, but that was probably one of the most influential classes I think for her. She's been there, so she's worked with JJ as well. Um, you know, so. So if you want to invest in it, that's the biggest thing, too, um, from the sports standpoint is investing in yourself um, to, to build skill. And then a lot of times going back through it, I think a, like a good foundational class and then knowing kind of what classes to be part of has been, been really, really good. Right. right. So, I, you know, I agree. That's, that, that, that's just the big deal is like, you know, is, is that we, we get to do that, you know, and I get to, I get to compete with her. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> So she's trained with Tilly Anderson and Rakaza. Anybody else? I wouldn't say she trained with Tilly, but no, she. We've shot with Tilly. You know what I mean? And he's okay. there. So yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we haven't done a class with Tilly. We've, we've hung out with Tilly. We've shot with some awesome people. I mean, like I, um, I was kind of. It was like a 
day training with Mr. Wampler. Yeah, yeah. That was that was really fun. Yeah, we do. We'll we'll, we'll shoot a lot with Dave too, Wampler. Yeah, so, Dave Wampler. Local. He's, yep. He's a really nice guy. He's a good and shooter. it's really fun. Yeah, he's yeah, a good. Put a shooter. word in. We're he trying to get him on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> did you just did you just ask for help? Oh, I think yeah, man. I'm, I'm not gonna it's help. It's all about who you know. <laughs> <laughs> we know you. You know him. Help him. Help yeah, know yeah. us. All right, I'll text him. All yeah. right. Yeah, he, he's been a very good influential shooter. It's good. What's also unique with Dave, um, which allows for it, um, which has been very very good, um, is that he can set it up where if you train with them, you then can shoot a match with them and you can kind of get instant feedback on the training and development. So um, you can see a lot of that. So yeah, Dave, Dave's got his stuff together. Um, he knows what he's looking at. You know, he do, that's where a lot of the hard partials and learning to do that, you know, it's like, it's funny, like, like some of the training there, like, right. If you focus on it, you're going to hit on it. So like, why do, why do anybody bother really worry about tuxedos? Well, they're looking for increased margin of error, you know, but really you should be, aiming at that anyway you know stuff like that just like good training stuff like that learning transitions things like that so he's been he's been very instrumental in working with us we've probably spent more time with him um, than everybody else way well, because he's local right, right um but right. he also does a very, very good job with that stuff and you know and by the way if anybody says you know you know that you know physically like i mean dave, dave is not like you know what i mean he's like fred flintstone you know what i mean he's you know got a little heft to him but he moves you know and he so, does you know how to Get your body underneath all that stuff so you know and, and how See, to use your Hattie, body you can be fast <laughs> you can do it i believe in you well i'm glad you believe in me i got fast one time at nationals and i thought i wasn't going to be able to stop <laughs> did you pull something <laughs> <laughs> yeah geez <laughs> Sasha, let me tell you, I, if you could see the video, when I was running, I I had that flashback of days of football. I was flying. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, crap, I got to stop. Right, right. <laughs> there's not a guy coming at me that's going to stop me. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I usually am running into somebody, and I'm like, there's nothing there. Oh, and I don't have a parachute. There was a berm. I mean, there right. was a berm. There was a berm. But I was like, I don't have a parachute. I don't have a Jake Brakes. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if my knees can actually stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I was standing off on the side recording singing, I feel the earth move <laughs> under my feet. <laughs> I, I honestly think they actually, uh, there was actually tremors. I think they recorded that on the Richter scale of me mm -hmm. Yeah, the aftershock, it was very tumultuous at the time. Right. I think you can do it. I think you can do it. There's oh, a I'm new sinkhole in Florida somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Sasha believes in you, man. Yes, and I appreciate that. Sasha. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you, you watch. Right? You watch. I, I, and I thank you. And you watch. I'm going to pick up my speed because I want more appetizers, Leo. Just don't get hurt. <laughs> want more appetizers? Don't, she said, don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she, she doesn't understand the concept where your where your mind says that you're 29, your humor says that you're 12, right? Right. Your body wants to know if there's another day left on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That is perfect. I can't, you said it perfectly. Oh my God, that is so. You're in so about right. 30 years, you're going to understand what he's going through. 30 years. <laughs> well, probably like 40, but you know, I was trying to be generous. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to make it feel good. Thank yeah. you. you got a little while. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so math, not her favorite subject. Got it. <laughs> so calculators are four. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, you, you definitely have to. You want a good laugh, you have to see if you can watch that video of me running. You will, you'll die laughing. Well, you just got to figure out what your body makeup is, right? Like, that's what that's kind of like understanding like how Dave operates, right? Like, that's the biggest thing is understanding what your weight structure looks like and how does it work? Like, where can you make up your time or do you operate most efficiently? Right. You're absolutely right. But uh, it was a, uh, I just had that one moment, like you stated, I thought I was back in my 20s. Yep. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not in my twenties yet, so no. I can't really relate. I can no. really, um, you know, can I relate? No, probably. No, not. probably not. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> not worth the effort on that one. It's fine. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find a way to relate. You know. Okay. We we appreciate the effort. It's yeah. Uh, it's thank good. you. Thank you. It's you good. make you you make me feel better, but no. <laughs> so. Oh my God! This has been so much fun. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I do have I have one more question, and then I, I don't know if anybody else has anything. But what are so your what are your goals going into this season and and for majors and and for either classing up or just like what are you trying to achieve for this year? Well, so right now I'm kind of at a low B class because I just got to B class, so I'm kind of trying to get. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm trying to get more to like middle B class and like, cause I don't, I don't really want to go straight to A because I don't, I don't think I'm there yet. Like, I mean, I can, I just kind of want to get up. Like, I don't want to go to nationals and be a bottom B class because like that doesn't feel so good and it doesn't look so good either. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to like get more to middle B class than to like low b class because i used to be a high c class but now i'm just like a low b class you know well i'm a U. I, I don't know because we're we're unclassed right now so yeah i'm a, I'm a U. Uh, uh sorry well you guys should get that done um and i think i think the biggest pitfalls um for most people is they want to keep classing up because they feel like they get to carry that card around on their thing and you know that that's that's kind of the deal so you know she made um a actually, I, I'm the only one who has the password, so she doesn't even know how she's classified until I tell her, um, because I don't want it to be a focus. It's probably um, better that way. Yeah, yeah, because it brings undue pressure on it. Um, yeah. She got bumped to B class um, because of her performance in there, but more or less how she performed at nationals. So there were two or three new classifiers, and so when you want to find out how you're actually ranked, she shot against the, the her finish. Her finish at nationals was part of her classification. Um, and her majors. And so when she's shooting at, you know, 60% of, of Rakaza and of Sailor, right, like that's a real good deal. And that's where you want to be. You're not as good as your classification as you're good as yours is good. You're as good as your finishes are, right, of people in your division high level. Um, and anything outside of that is, you know, like, it, what is it, bragging rights? Like, like people have ruined right. careers, they've ruined their reputations on wanting to up class you know, and do that stuff. And some of them, I guess, have made their careers on it, but as soon as they walk up, they just, they get handed to them, which I think is even worse. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the draw to be, up, you know, an upperclassman is like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I'm the, you know, Huggy, the water boy on the varsity football team. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Right? Gatorade is better. Yes, exactly. Right. So, so, so we don't, you know, from a class, from a class standpoint, it's, I want to see a progression to get into the, in, into the 75s this year, I think would be good. Um, all last year, um, she finished, she was always within 55 to 60% of Dave, every single match, like every single match, like clockwork. Um, if we can get that into the seventies this year, we'd have a successful year. Um, you know, yeah. I think that would be the New Year's resolution. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good thing if we could find, you know, um, you know, just find that in there. That that would probably be a very successful season for her. Um, we have, you know, really good support if we can continue to go that from from certain sponsors and stuff like that. We like to keep that. Um, but you know, the reality is, is that I will tell you, and that's another big thing is the the, the support and sponsors, which will you know we'll plug at some point if you guys don't mind. Um, you know, but they um, they they did not take her on because of her classification. They took her based on her demeanor and who she is. Makes so, sense. So yeah, but I mean, you got to think about that. And and by the way, this isn't how many followers we have on Instagram because I think you know we don't have a you know I don't I don't even know if we have a thousand or something like that. But we don't even need a thousand. Yeah. We what, don't need any. Whatever. But the the simple point is is like a pe why people get different sponsors and different levels. And I and I think the other. You know, and, that, and that's a big deal. So it's keeping those people we know. We know all the individual owners of the companies. We have all the rules around that stuff. Um, and so just keeping that stuff and keeping the demeanor and, and, and a good advocacy for the sport, which is key. It has nothing to do whether, you know, the, the, you know being, a, being a GM and being a total tool or being entitled is, is way worse than being, you know, a, a C-class shooter who just has a good attitude. I mean, her... You know, one of our, you know, biggest supportive sponsors that we have, um, you know, that does a lot for us nationally because we have good local stuff. We have good national stuff, but like KKM supplies all of our barrels, our, you know, positions for nationals, um, things like that. And it was really, it has a lot to do with um, her gun broken nationals uh, three years ago, they barrel sheared off. And it was her attitude about when we didn't even know who, we didn't know who we were talking to the owner. And she's like, he's like, well, how's your match? And her response was. I'm having a character learning, it's yeah. learning experience. Yep. And she's have a character Love. building match and he just talked it through and she didn't, you know, whine or complain or terrible this, terrible that. It was we're out, you know, we flew we, we went to Zion, we hiked. We it was had, a really cool place. See? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um <laughs> and I think that's what drives the sport. I think the uppityness of the sport for the most part is a problem, you know, and I and I think that they want that. So the expansion of that stuff and keeping the good the companies around. So um so that that's a pretty good thing. I mean, you know. I mean, I have goal. You know, I have goals for this year, but we, we we run through those, and it's really how do you perform? You know. And hey, I'm a junior who pays. That's a plus. <laughs> As somebody yeah. who's gotten yelled at for that, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, that's another thing too. Is, is yeah, and that's another thing is keeping up the reputation because you know there there are some challenges in the junior space um, with stuff like that, and I think it's is it because the kids don't want to be there. Um, they do want to be there, but they don't want us to participate. Our rules always been all of the sport or none of the sport. Got it. Like you've got to be in all of it or none of it. Like there's no sort of being in it. Like, you know, I, I asked it, you know, because she's in there, but not even, we start off all the time. Like she's not allowed to pick up steel. Um, she's not allowed to touch steel or pick it up. I think you guys know that, but none of the listeners would because her lead level, right? She's young. She got lead levels and, you know, she's tested every 90 days for her lead. Um, you know, because we've, 
I finally got to seven. Yeah, they don't even know what that means. Oh, well, so it's average to have five. Like, that's an average um, kid. Um, and so I got down to seven or six. So I'm healthy now. Yeah, she wasn't healthy. For, for Yeah, no, we, we I mean, we've had congratulations. Mm-hmm. Wow. We had child services call the house. We had things like that. Um, you know what I mean? Because they report the lead levels to the state. Right. Um, and do the right thing by making sure she's there. She was considered high. We didn't have any major challenges. But eleven. Yeah, her level was eleven. So she stopped, you know, mm-hmm. chewing on lead bullets. You know. And uh, I mean, they did taste good. <laughs> <laughs> A little tingy, you know. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to protect the kids and do all do all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, no, we we do we do appreciate you know that kind of stuff for her goals for the year. So. That's awesome. you know, but, but the goal is to stay in the sport and not make it a job because as soon as it becomes a job, then it's, you know, there's no fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Fun's gone. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. looks disappointed even thinking about the fun being on. She's like, oh, that would be horrible. Like, imagine oh. being the fun gone. It's not even a fun sport. Like, what is it anymore? Well, it's like life's like well, that. True. Yeah. Well, and, and Huggy mentioned earlier that we saw the Williams sisters shoot. And I was watching one of them. I don't remember which one it was that was shooting. Um, I don't remember if it was production or carry optics. But anyway, she was on the super squad. So whichever one was on the super squad, I was sitting there. I, I, I like to watch people in their body language. And she was watching other people shoot. And she had earbuds in and was literally dancing to music just watching other people shoot and waiting for her turn. So you could see she was very relaxed. She was enjoying herself. She was laughing and joking. And for someone who's, you know, 16 or 17, whichever one she was, she had a great demeanor. And she was definitely, even though she was on the super squad with a lot of uh, talent and a lot of pressure, she didn't care. She was having fun. Very impressive. They're really nice. Yeah, we've shot. She's. We've had the opportunity to shoot. With yeah, them. we got to shoot with them, and it was really nice because they're. They are like. They're also really good advocates for the sport, and I think they've also because like, um, when I shot with them for the first time in nationals, um, like my first nationals, I got to shoot with them, and it was really like I kind of I don't know how old they were then, but I was like ten, and um, and so I like kind of was like. It was like really big for me, and so I was obviously really nervous. Um, but they were like were like really nice to me, and like they sometimes like gave me some tips, and then they like helped me, so then it wasn't as stressful. And so they were like really really nice to me, and that kind of made an impact because like I mean like I had to shoot with like him all the time, and so <laughs> wow, <laughs> and so like it was. I mean like like. I love you and all, but like, <laughs> but, he's a parent. Um, he's your parent. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's my dad. Yeah. Um, and like, I also like shoot with a lot of his friends, so I don't really get to shoot with like a lot of female shooters or Closer like closer to your age. Yeah. Right. And I mean, they were. I think they were juniors, um, too. Back. I think then, because I think still I th- are they still juniors? I don't uh, know. Yeah. They're, they're yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, their ages, but, but like, they're they're the like older one of, is seventeen. Yes. Yeah. So they kind of it was like I kind of could connect to them more because like I was like their same age and we were like 
like it was kind of easier because I'm not I wasn't just like shooting with more like 20 year olds or like 30 year olds or like like a lot of other people older than me I mean it's it's still fun because it's really fun to make fun of them but it's like it was it was different and it was nice yeah, I think that that that's a big that's a big key with it. It's like you just just you know trying to find peer groups with it and, and try to do that. And they're 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 great advocates. And you know, and we actually will even do that. Like I have um I have it set up where we do stress out on our relationship from time to time. It's been a little while, but even but a couple times, you know, more than a few times. You know, we've done it a couple times a year by either just because we've you know had a rough week with each other, mm-hmm. um, or you know with that, which is true. You have, just have to identify it, right? Yeah. Um, or that like my schedule's been crazy and you know, I need to keep her training um, and I can't, you know, and I don't have the time, but I send her off to matches by herself where somebody picks her up and she, she'll, she'll shoot with Dave or she'll shoot with people and she just does her own thing and I'm not worried about it. You know what I mean? Or she'll be up there with Lynn. And I mean, mean, like we still, we still have like other, like we have other like um, people there, like, um, like his friends and stuff. So it's not like I'm completely by myself. Yep. But it's still, it's still kind of, and like, I remember like, um, my first match I ever shot without him, I was with two of his friends cause they drove me up. Um, and it was because like, he just needed a break for me <laughs> <laughs> because I'm also a handful. I mean, he is a handful, but I am too, because I mean, I'm his daughter. It's like genetics or something like that. Um, science. <laughs> yeah. Science. Very, very similar DNA. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. So that's that's kind of the whole thing. So it's, it's all family. It's, it's it's all bringing it together. It's knowing how to do, it. and then also knowing what kind of when to break. So it's always been very very good. That's awesome. Yep. Gents, yep. you guys got anything else? I'm just happy that they we had a good time, and I actually had enjoyed talking to Dan and Sasha and. You could get my name right by the end of the podcast. That'd be solid. I I, I, I keep waiting for it. I'm like, I wonder if anybody's going to correct him on this one. No, no, I'm we're waiting. good. It's cool. I've been waiting. So I did it on purpose. I was kind of like going, I'm waiting for that, that jab. Uh, I can't. It's okay. You can, you can say that if it makes you feel better. <laughs> Ever the diplomat. <laughs> If it helps you get through this, we'll do it together. Jam, jam, jam. I <laughs> hope she starts calling you Dan from now on. She's hey, very Dan. witty. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, this is the best part. That's why I can't wait to get back out there shooting because I know I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I just miss it. Well, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we, we'll be up at Shadowhawk next weekend. So, yeah, they have a USPSA match. Yep. They have them every second Sunday and Saturday of the month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, one time Leo and I were up there and uh, it was snowing and we couldn't feel our hands. Dang. Yeah. I, I actually went there, up there with one of my friends who was um, shooting at the time. Um, ever since then, she hasn't really gotten back into it. I, I don't think <laughs> she's she, a fair weather fighter. It's all right. You know, it's fine. It's what they want to do. I mean, something more indoors might be more suitable for them. You know, I guess three inches of snow wasn't that delightful. I don't know how. It's not for everybody, you know? No. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's okay. This is a judgment-free zone. 
Yeah. No, I'm gonna judge we, you. We, we uh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, I'll judge you. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Again, married. I get it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> but, well, as you guys know, we probably go forever on, on a lot of stuff. So we we do appreciate you guys' time too with everything. Um, you know. I do want to, you know, I think for 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 you guys over there on the second rung of this whole thing, because is that you guys? Because you're on the tiers, right? So you're down the bottom because you're unclassified shooters. Let's get that done this year for your goals. That's, it, it's up. on the goals. It's on the list. I, I believe in you. Yeah, I, you, I actually you do, do this time. Yeah, yeah, you you can do it. I'm right here. <laughs> That's oh right. yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to say, like Leo and I are going to be pushing each other to classify up. So. That's good. It's like the it's not hard. Anything above zero will get you classified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jokes. <laughs> Still hurts. But yeah, get out there, get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's part of our goal set for this uh, for this season. So we'll 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 get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I just so do want to. Yeah. I'm gonna do a. So, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some shameless plugs if you guys don't mind. Hit it. Go ahead. I got glasses for Christmas. So I want to thank Hunter's HD Gold for that because Brian is just a huge advocate. So if you guys have that one, he so is awesome. we love him. Yeah. The only way to He's go, amazing. right? Yep. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we've got this one. If you um, don't like him, today. you're a bad person. Huh? Yeah, if you don't like Brian, that makes you a bad person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he's solid. Oh, yeah. I love Brian. Um same thing with Luke from KKM. I mean, just just paramount awesome, like making the opportunity for us. We couldn't do what we do without, you know, their their national level stuff. Yeah, um definitely. Mark from Immortal, all right. Uh Orange or Immortal Bot still supporting all the ammo bot guys out there after Dylan bought them up. So we'll see what they're coming out with. So, you know, he does a tremendous job. I've been working with him for more than a few years and once again making a lot of that stuff possible. So, um, you know, the up and coming, we got Lone Star. So if you guys have anything about the Outlaw Grips, you guys ever see that stuff out there? It's Whenever. a really good grip. Yep. Yep. They'll make them custom. So she's, he's special design for aluminum for the kids. So that's what she runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they take care of that stuff here. Um, Dave, I'm going to plug Dave Wampler because he, you know, he absolutely take, you know, takes care of us uh, with, with all that stuff, you know, in, in our training and uh, RSP. If you guys know RSP Gun Shop up in uh, West Virginia, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're a big importer for uh, Shooter's World as well. So if you guys want to try that stuff out, we can talk a little bit about that. But, you know, they, they take care of us. So uh, I don't think we got any. But, oh, my company, you know, Clark Financial. Clark Financial. So, you know, that's how we make it, too. It's a family they, business. They, um, they kind of put food on the table, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Definitely good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that ramen you know. is yummy. <laughs> <laughs> so we like that. And then, you know, obviously, you know, go fast, don't suck, right? You know, it's a, it's a big, you know, it's a big thing. It's, it's a local brand. Um, you know, most of those brands are all local, right? So that that's a big deal too. You know, is yes, supporting that stuff and, and and knowing everybody. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I missed anybody out this one, but they're really supportive of this one. And you know, get out there if you guys have any questions. Um, you know, her Instagram is uh, Steel Team Six. So you got so anybody who wants to listen to that and travel to that one, that's cool too. I don't run it. I'm yep. going to clarify. I do not run it. So what is said is him. It's yep. all on him. Yeah. So that's, yeah, she obviously does the pictures. You know, you guys are talking about teenagers. That's where the pictures of her sleeping come in from. Why do you post pictures of me sleeping? <laughs> like, what's the point? It's meditation. Deep, thoughtful meditation. <laughs> Unconscious meditation. Yeah. So, um, but, but we, again, we appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. So, you know. 
I mean, if there's anything else, so just get where are you going? What are you looking what? at? What? So. I jumped on the floor. So, but we, we appreciate your guys' time today. Well, yeah, we appreciate you yours. On. Thank you very much for hanging good. out with us. Yep. Cool. It was really fun. Good. I'm glad we'll have to do it again <laughs> later in the season. See how you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Awesome. Fancy. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate see, it. See you out on the range. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hold on. Hang up. You're going to edit that? Oh, oh, that's a Dave question. Ah. Hold on. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm.